James Spann, and you are listening to The Big Cast. Now, here are your hosts, Grant Wakefield and Brody Gravitz. Welcome to the show, welcome to the home of the world's biggest rodeo. That's right, welcome to The Big Cast, everybody. I'm Grant Wakefield. And I'm Brody Gravitz. We've got a special episode for you today. The co-hosts of The Mark and Mitch Show, Mark Burleson and Mitch Nethery, stopped by, and we were grateful enough to go on their show a few weeks ago, and they are now grateful enough to come on our show as well but before we get to them we take a quick break and we'll be right back hey brody check this out what is it grant it's a brand new hateable city schools app oh that's so cool that's right it's free and it's available on all on all apple and android devices everything hcs school documents events directories alerts and news are all available at your fingertips download Download it today So we now welcome the co-hosts of the Mark and Mitch Show, Mark Burleson and Mitch Nethery. Guys, welcome and thank y'all for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Man, I've been so excited (laughs) since y'all asked me to come. Glad to be here. Uh, We were able to come on their show a few weeks ago and uh, we really enjoy that and we're so happy to have y'all on the show today. So what kind of really just started y'all? What kind of started the Mark and Mitch Show? (laughs) COVID-19. It was, you know, it was originally started just to get information out to the church. You know, when COVID hit and churches were not, you know, they weren't sure what to do and how to do it. Uh, we started it to get information out to the church, and from there, it's just been. Uh, well, it's we started off. with a ten minutes clip yeah. <laughs> of facial expressions mm-hmm. from Brother Mitch, and it's just something I thought, you know, I've got all these wrinkles in my forehead because I'm very expressive with my eyebrows and and I thought we'll just uh, we'll try this out and then uh, you know people were hurting they didn't have a lot of contact I thought well you know we ain't much but we all have so we'll Mm -hmm. just go with that and uh, so the next thing the next big event was when I shaved my head I had let my hair grow because Governor Ivy said folks you can't go get your hair cut and I really need one. So I thought if my ladies can't get the haircut, then I don't need to cut mine anymore. So I let it grow, and boy, it looked awful. So we shaved it live on uh, Facebook Live, and Mark did the work because yeah. you, you have a uh, your blood. Yeah, my mom went to school to be to be a barber, and so it's in my blood. I mean, it's I mean, if anybody needs a haircut, if they'll just call the Mark and Mitch show. And you can look at Mitch's hair and see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what I'm doing. It's perfectly so, shaped. So we borrowed some clippers from from Shannon oh, Shannon, Lawler. Shannon Lawler. We went outside and shaved it first, and then we got a razor and some uh, shaving cream and bucket of water. Bucket of water. And Indy saying, "Let it go." Yeah. <coughs> from, <laughs> it not go. from Frozen. It was a brand new version. It said, <laughs> "Let it go. Let your ball head shine." Uh, let it go, let it go. Your hair's falling out anyway. And it, again, it's, people were hurting, you know, and it was just a good way to, to get, you know, through social media, you can reach a lot of people at one time. And so it was a way to, to reach everybody and, and to laugh a little bit during times when people were really confused on, on what was going on. So, And I was doing a daily Bible study every day, a little word of the day Bible study just for the same reason. And uh, So Mark... Uh, we had some youth there that night. It was one of the first times we had some youth kind of gathering together. And, and uh, so right after that, my phone started ringing. Hey, what time y'all going to be on next week? I said, on what? <laughs> <laughs> that Mark and Mitch show. Actually, we started off, it was the 
Mitchell Markshaw. Yeah. But that didn't that didn't sound as good. And he's bigger than me, so he won't. <laughs> um, but if yeah, I don't know if you could hear it as a listener, but we were recording this on a Wednesday, so the tornado siren was going off yeah. in the background. I could yeah. hear it through my headphones. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what is that? I had to figure out what it was. I didn't even hear it. No, we can't hear it. We can hear it really yeah. good. It's, this, this mic's really sensitive. Okay. So it picks up a lot of stuff. So I didn't even hear we it. We can so hear it like a vacuum cleaner. Uh-huh. Well, it was a 40. Y'all could probably have that ringtone. <laughs> yeah. We'd never know it. Um, but a lot of times on our episodes when we open that door, right there, you can hear the door opening. The door outside, it sounds like an atomic bomb going off out there. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Uh, what you got? Right, get a little personal Mitch right here. So what led you to the city of Haleville and the Methodist Church here? So we get appointed. We don't get uh, we don't get to pick the church. Really, uh, there's a process of how pastors are selected to go different places. And I had been in uh, Kuwait for a year with the National Guard, and we were going back to Red Bay. I mean, we were excited about going back. We've been there five years, and uh, the pastor that was coming to Haleville, uh well, he retired. Instead of coming here, he retired at the last minute. And so there's 374 churches that that could have messed up the whole apple cart. Well, the easy thing for them was to leave the interim that was at Red Bay there and just move Mitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't easy for me, but it was easy <laughs> for them. And so that's we're in an appointed system. I mean, when, when I got in, I knew that it's an appointed system. And the good news is, as crazy as I am, as uh, different as I am, I've never been fired. Uh, because you don't get fired, you get, you could get moved, but you don't you you don't get fired, and and uh, so, you know, we I, I wasn't excited about moving, and it had nothing to do with Haleville. It had everything to do with I just wanted to go home. I hadn't kissed my wife yet. I mean, they told me I was moving before I even got home, and uh, so that was a pretty pretty good shake up. And I guess it's six months yeah. uh, before I really got got my feet under my myself and. I uh, got here, but uh, I'd been to Haleville a lot. I, I did computer work in the 90s, and I worked for Treasures and Farmers Bank with the, the company that I worked for. And then I, I started my own business when I started seminary, and Treasures and Farmers was my main customer. I did their Y2K conversion in 1999. And, uh, you know, so I I really liked Haleville, uh, you know, and that's that's what I told everybody. I said, look, it's... My, my dilemma has nothing to do with Haleville. We're glad to be here. We're thankful to be here. It's been good for my daughter. You know, it's been good for us. But it, it took me a little while to kind of get over that. But that's that's how I got here. And uh, I'd been the chaplain of the 877th and the 115th, which both meet in Haleville. So uh, I'd, I'd been here a whole lot. Not to mention, well, as a soldier, we came here to get beat in baseball a couple times. <laughs> um. So, more what led you to youth ministry? Well, you know, well I was a, uh, and, and for youth ministry to start with, in, in 2001, I was a member of a church and, and just going to church there and, and kind of just hanging out and running the sound. You know, I, I figured out that they was, there's more to being a Christian than just sitting in the pews, but I couldn't find my spot. And I, so I thought running the sound was one way to do it. And I was sitting up there running the sound one Sunday, and the, the actual youth pastor, uh, motion for me to come down there and he said you know you're not going to be able to hide in that sound booth forever you know you got a gift uh, for reaching teenagers and so I began to start helping him on Wednesday nights well then he resigned and so within a few weeks you know I, I was the youth minister I was the interim youth minister and so that was at First Baptist Church in Double Springs I was there for four years 
Uh, we had a great time. I love those kids, love the town. Um, I took a year off. Um, we, we started having kids, and I needed to be a daddy and a husband. And then the Methodist Church called from Hayville and said they had an opening. Um, wanted to know if I was interested, and I told them I wasn't. I was enjoying being a daddy and a husband. And um, they kept calling and saying, well, every time we, we pray, your name comes up. And uh, I wasn't sure, you know, what was going on. And, and, you know, when you become a Christian, again, it's it's a calling. And, and I, I do hear the buzz now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a calling. And, uh, and when you get that, you can't help but to serve. And uh, over time of talking to them, I decided this was the place for us. And so we took the job here in 2007, I believe, or 8. I've been here 13 or 14 years. And... You know, like, like Brother Mitch was talking about, the appointment system is uh, its good for, for him, or bad for him, I guess, but I've had four or five pastors since I've been here as a youth minister. You know, and growing up in Double Springs, you know, Haleville's not your, your best friends. You know, and I, so I grew up where I didn't, I didn't really care much about Haleville, uh, really didn't like Haleville or, or many people from Haleville. And so God kind of has a sense of humor to, to send me here and, and I have fallen so much in love with with the people of Haleville, the town. Uh, I don't want to be anywhere else, uh, and I absolutely love it here. So it's been a process, you know, 13, 14 years, but uh, I love it. My kids don't know anything different. You know, they've all started kindergarten here, so hopefully they'll all finish here. And you're also a teacher here, special uh-huh. education teacher and a football coach. Uh, when, when did you kind of start getting into the education side? So of about, I guess, five or six years ago, maybe seven years ago, they approached me um, and asked me to help to be in a paraprofessional field, which is really like a assistant to the special ed teachers when they have, a lot of times they have uh, kids that are, are bigger and they're kind of harder to deal with. And I, I originally told them no. I really liked being at the church full-time during the day. I, I enjoyed that freedom and, and I was at the school half the time anyway but then um, you know God just opened the door for me to come here and uh, help with a, a bunch of kids that, that they were really having some trouble with and man I fell in love because it really became a ministry you know it got my foot in the door at the school and so for the last five years uh, I've been working with within special ed helping with a lot of the students who you know they they're humans too, and they just need a little help, and they need a little extra help. And and uh, so every day when I get up in the morning, I know that uh, it's a ministry that, that I get to be a part of, of coming into the school system. And, and uh, you know, at the church, one of the things I love about the church is they want me to be in the school. And so it works out great for us. You know, when you're a youth pastor and you're in the school all day long, then it's great. And so I, I love what I do. Um, coaching football is a ministry. Uh, each and every day you go out there, you're meeting with young men, and, uh, you know, you see, if you come to the games, you see them on the field and you see them running and throwing and tackling, but you don't realize that, you know, they got a life too. You know, they got parents or they don't have parents. And, and so you get to be a dad and a, and a big brother and, and, a, and a minister to them too. So, um, you know, my calling is, is to be a minister for Jesus Christ, and it don't matter if I'm in the church or in the school or on the field. And so I've just been blessed to be here and be a part of that. And... Mitch, like you mentioned earlier, you did you serve in the National Guard, still do. Uh, what? How do you like coincide with being a pastor and being in the National Guard at the same time? So uh, I've been in the Guard since uh, 
1992 when I got out of the regular army. So uh, I, when I I got out of the army, when I answered called to preach, I, I had no intention of ever getting out. I, I was going to stay 20 years and retire, which would have been several years ago now. But uh, it uh, so I, I started ministry as a National Guard member, just an enlisted guy going to drill every weekend. So I started a pattern where I would go to drill on Friday and Saturday instead of Saturday and Sunday, way early. And uh, it worked out really well when I was enlisted because I did all the sweeping, all the mopping, uh, got everything ready for drill on Saturday for everybody else and you know worked on trucks and so when I got commissioned in 2003 as a chaplain I thought well I still can't miss on Sunday that's the you know main event if I miss a Sunday a month that's a quarter of the year that I'm not mm -hmm. in the pulpit so I just my first time I went to my my commander and I said look sir uh, I'm a pastor I really don't need to be here on Sunday it would be great if I could make this up some other time. And we kind of started working it out. He didn't like it. You know, he thought it was a bad idea. Every, you know, you need to be here. But he found me being a pastor, I had some flexible time. So if anybody went to the hospital, if anybody was sick, if, you know, then I could go wherever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's worked that way since uh, 2003. Uh, so I don't think the church notices a lot. I, I work really hard. To, to try to make sure that the guard, I, I mean, I'm not there on Sunday, they notice that, I mean, but to make sure they don't notice that I'm not there on Sunday mm -hmm. and to make sure the church doesn't notice that I'm in the guard. Sometimes it, it gets difficult, uh, things run together, but, uh, you know, that's that's my burden. That's not the church's burden. That's not the National Guard's burden. That's my burden to bear. So whatever I've got to do, you know, if i got to stay up late, get up early, if I got to drive across the state, you know, uh, it it it'll pay off in the end. So you know, there's no nothing that you know God's not going to reward if you do it with a pure heart. And uh, so it's worked out. I mean, the, of course, everybody noticed the two years that I was deployed, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but also the supportiveness, the, the the support from the church and the community, both places, phenomenal. Just we live in a great state. We live in. You know, and Winston County is uh, fan fantastic uh, for support for the military and our law enforcement officers. I mean, just the things that a lot of folks in, in, that I hear about in other places overlook. We're just so, you know, I, <clears throat> the only thing I, I and it sounds kind of crazy, but when uh, I became a chaplain, it, it got rid of a of a relief valve for me because I could go to guard and I might drive a truck this week I might drive a big piece of equipment you know I may fix a computer you know and I could finish something and walk away from it and when I became a chaplain well then the ministerial world became everywhere mm -hmm. so you know if Grant Wakefield has a problem he comes to see me and we get over this problem well, you're going to have another one, you know. So you never finish anything in the church, and so you know I, I had to come to grips with. I lost this relief valve uh, that that I've had for at the time uh, eleven years, and you know it, it took a little bit, uh, but now it's just part of life. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing.
I'm thankful to be a chaplain. It just it took a little adjustment. So the Mark and Mitch show is the fastest growing live show. Or uh, what would you guys like to describe it as? It's the number one live talk show. Number one in, live talk show in Hateful Alabama. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Fast growing. Very yeah. fast growing. So yeah. it's the only one. So. Yeah, the only one. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna call it the best. Yeah, edit growing. that last part. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what, what would you like to see the show in five years, and what's the end goal for the show? We're just worried about tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I, I I really don't. Uh, I have no aspirations of anything. I just. I like to entertain, and it's a great contact. Like we've had calls from Iowa, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody from Haleville that uh, has moved off and has a connection, and you know, able to connect with folks. Hey, pray for me. You know that. So you know, I, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think we'd be going two years. Yeah. Are you hearing something we're not hearing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying y'all look around. And it's, you know, we, on our, I don't, I don't, y'all have been there, so you know it's not scripted. There's nothing yeah. scripted mm-hmm. about Wednesday nights. Um, if you've seen the whole thing in, in process of literally, we're doing youth ministry sometimes one minute before the show starts. And there's times that I literally are run from the youth uh, center to the show, and he's got the mouse hit on start, and I sit down and he hit start. And I'm trying to catch my breath, you know, and so. <laughs> it's the best time. So, you know, we start off by saying, when I get it right, welcome to the Mark and Mitch show. And sometimes it's welcome to <gasps> Mark. <Yeah. laughs> so, I mean, the only thing that's really scripted about the show is sometimes we know who's going to be on it. Like when you guys came on mm-hmm. it, but there's no well, it's, script. Sometimes somebody tells me, and I, don't, I usually don't tell Mark that they're bringing something to eat when we have something to eat. And really eating was a big part of the show mm-hmm. when we first started. And I really missed that. Uh, and we got in trouble one night. It was just one person. And I can't believe we let one person stop us. But we got in trouble one night because, I mean, uh, Blue Ro- was it Blue or Shane? Blue, Blue together. Yeah, it brought in some little smoked sausages. And I hadn't eaten all day. I hadn't had a thing. It's 7.30 at night. Uh-huh. And all I could smell and listen, <laughs> I am chowing down. And I know it's a problem. But I couldn't stop. I mean, I just kept poking them in. I tried to hide the pan. I even yeah. before, so I, and I said, "Hey, bring them back over here." I cleaned that pan out. I, you know, I, I looked small. Right? I eat like a big man, and and especially like that when I get started. I mean, it's just hard to stop. We've had some of the best banana pudding. We've had those cookies last week were phenomenal, and uh, you know, I, the, I hate to. Big, but I tell people sometimes, hey, we haven't had anything to eat in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it probably so, wouldn't work good for a podcast because they'd hear you chew. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. it didn't work well for that show that night. Uh, <laughs> well, they were concerned. Some One person, I guess, only was concerned about the smacking and the... I think there were some ribs involved, too, and, and there might have been, like, maybe a minute or so where we didn't even say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you heard was, oh, mm, man, mm, that's good. So, uh, so, y'all have had a lot of guests on the show over the past couple of years. What it maybe has been the most rewarding moment of the show so far? So, Sally Ann, uh, guest, uh, came on. That's Steve's daughter. And uh, 
that was probably one of the best loving feelings I've ever had in my life. Uh, it just oozed off her. The love of Christ just kind of oozed off her, her concern for people. And, uh, you know, when I moved here, I didn't know Trump, and I didn't know Steve. Mm-hmm. And just to, to be able to, to sit down and interview her and to hear her heart. And I'd read her book, uh, one of her books that she had written, and I thought, wow, this is this is amazing. Uh, you know, and, and the times, like, Mark's been out for sickness three times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other folks have come in. And to be able to call him, you know, and it, it probably wasn't the best quality <laughs> uh, sound or whatever. And then we've had some COVID moments where we've had to, you know, be live remote. And uh, uh, those have worked out better sometimes and than others and then we just had a really good time yeah. what, what about I, you i think i mean this is gonna sound crazy because it's y'all but seeing you guys on there and knowing oh, yeah. that you guys were you know trying trying to begin something that may end up being huge you know and, and we got your taglines yeah that to me that's <laughs> I, I like to see young people trying to 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 come up with something and create something that maybe nobody else is doing and i love that i love that Sometimes the city council will come on there, and a lot of times oh, yeah. they'll tell us stuff going on in the town. You know, we, we were able to kind of break the news on the Chick-fil-A oh, yeah. on our show, and uh, that's neat to hear, you know, some of the city council. And then, you know, the 911 directors, they'll come on there and kind of tell us what's going on with the festival coming up. And there's a lot of information that gets put out on that show that that really you're never going to hear about, you know, unless unless you're watching the show. And so that's neat to know that that people can learn from that. Uh, I enjoy every time the city council people call in. So, yeah, we've had, you know, uh, Boo and Blue. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> been our city council people. And we've got some great information uh, and things I just don't know. And, and you know, I, I, would, I would like to think I'm probably an average citizen. Uh, I'm probably a lot more active at school uh, than a lot of folks, but there's a lot of things I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't listen to our local radio station. It has nothing to do with anybody that owns it or anything like that. It's it's not my genre. Uh, I listen to completely Christian uh, music if I listen to music, and it's 100% talk radio. Uh, other than that, uh, so I don't get any of the advertisements from the local mm-hmm. station, uh, and I I don't know how many others are like that, but. Uh, it, so a lot of times I'm calling because I want to know something. You know, I'm like, hey, uh, tell me about this. And, and, you know, the 911 Festival, I spoke here in 2011, uh, right after I uh, got back from Afghanistan at the football field. They had a huge uh, gathering there. And, and uh, I wasn't the keynote speaker. Ben Davies from uh, Fireproof, movie Fireproof, mm-hmm. was the keynote speaker. And uh, he... Uh, <laughs> It's probably the best speech I ever gave. Five minutes is what I had, but they, they had, I bet, twenty speakers that had five minutes, and they didn't listen. You know, so the first thing I did when I stood up, I said, "Look, I'm a Methodist preacher. I know what five minutes is," <laughs> and I, you know, it's the best five minutes I think I've ever done in my life. And when I finished, there's a standing ovation, and you know, I just I, I dropped on a crescendo up. To, I'm thankful, and I, you know, I almost shouted. I guess I did shout it, 
and uh, it was like a mic drop, but the mic was attached, so I couldn't drop it. And I just <laughs> kind of uh, walked around, and I was as prepared for that as I am for this. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, I had a, a good idea about what I wanted to talk about, didn't know how it was going to come together. And I went back and sat down by, by Ben. He's 23, he's in college at UAB, and he said, uh, what am I going to do? And I looked mm-hmm. at him, I said, well, I'd wait till they quit clapping. And I'd go give my speech. Well, he had 20 minutes. I said, I probably wouldn't give him 20 minutes. But I'd, you know, because uh, it was a long, long, long time while I was sitting there waiting. But, you know, it's uh, to to know all these things that go on in Haleville is, is hard to keep up with sometimes because we have a lot more going on than y'all realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I hear from young folks is, I can't wait to get out of here. And my first question is, where are you going and why? Because you'll find yourself wanting to come back. Uh, are you going for opportunity? Because it's 2022. You can do anything from home mm-hmm. or from where you are. We have Freedom Fiber uh, with you know high-speed Internet connections. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there's really not a lot of reason to go out and I did grow up in Beaverton that's like Del Mar lot <laughs> and uh, so you know I, I, I like the country I like country living uh, you know we we have I mean <clears throat> don't we got Walmart mm-hmm. uh, you know I've always had to drive 20 minutes to Walmart but, but everywhere so I, you know, I think there's a lot going on here so to get that information out is uh, is is really great but for me it's I mean it's just for me, it's to get information. <laughs> uh, and Brandon, he he not only put our information out, but he, you know he knew what was going on at Brilliant for their coal fest, mm-hmm. and uh, that was you know really good. And uh, to Christmas time, mm-hmm. got free advertisement for the you know Christmas scene at the lake, <clears throat> Christmas at the lake, and uh, you know that's a, that's a big deal here. Right? We don't make a a big enough deal about it. There's a lot going on every night during Christmas in Haleville that other towns would love to have. And, you know, those are things we need to, to you know, we, we, we make uh, big of the little things sometimes. And we, me, I'm not talking about people in Haleville. I don't want to get run out of town, but uh, I, I make big of the little things, you know, things that rub me wrong, things we don't have. Uh, and sometimes we make little of the big things and we miss it. Mm-hmm. So, what message do you want your viewers to take from the Mark and Mitch show every single Wednesday? The main message. Well, the main message for me, and I, I hope they see Christ in, in all that we do. Uh, you can see Christ in advertising. You can see Christ in, you know, us eating. You know, you can see it in. in you know, people. A lot of people have a misconception about Christians that when you become a Christian, you just stop everything you're doing and sit in a cave, I guess, or whatever. And and I think I want people to know that you know, even even as a Christian, you know, you can have fun in everything you do. You know, whether it's talking to the city councilman or you know, talking about. I mean, we've had calls from birthing suites where people had just oh, yeah. had babies, and we talked to them right after mm-hmm. babies were born. You know, and and people can look at that and go, you know, it, it's okay to have good, clean fun. You know, mm-hmm. and, and eat and have a good time and, and laugh when, when COVID and there's so much stuff going on, going around that, you know, 
it's time for us to step up as Christians and go, you know what, let's we're going to keep moving and we're going to have fun. So I think what I would want from it is that people could see Christ and all that you do, no matter what it is, you know, without having to, you know, beat them on the head with a Bible or just preach Scripture all the time, but just live the life, you know, live a good, clean uh, life. And I think that's what I would want from it. So joy, uh, Jesus, others, and you. And, uh, you know, I, I realized a long time ago I have a hard time taking second seat. Uh, you know, every, almost everywhere I go, you know, I'm in charge. Uh, it's not always by choice. A lot of times I like to blend into the paint, but, you know, I'm a lieutenant colonel in the National Guard. I'm not in charge. I have a colonel that's in charge, but my rank is uh, puts me in a different spot. Uh, you know, that's uh, one of the reasons I like to announce. It's not because I'm in charge. It's because it puts me away from, well, I don't get in trouble with the referees <laughs> when I'm announcing, uh, unless I walk out on the, the landing. Uh, but, you know, then they have a hard time figuring out it's me, I think. But, uh, you know, just I, I want them to see Jesus first. And then I want to do it for, for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I want myself somewhere else way down there. Uh, I... I find myself in charge of a lot, but I, I, I really most time think I'm the least qualified guy. You know, there's a whole lot of folks that are a lot more qualified and uh, you know but I it is what it is. And uh, you know, God's not gonna put you in a place that he's not gonna quit you for. Uh, he'll put you in plenty of places you can't handle. But he won't put you anywhere he can't handle it. And so, like with the Mark and Mitch show, uh, a lot of times I just I want to share that that joy, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of whatever, whatever. You know, we've, we've we've been through a lot in the last two years as a as a church, as a community, as a nation. There's been a whole lot going on right now. You know, I, I read today that you know they're deploying thousands of troops to Europe, uh, and there's a lot going on in the world around us but God's still on the throne Jesus is still king of kings and he's still coming back one day and uh, you know I'm just uh, really excited that he invited me into a relationship with him and you know I, we get to share that uh, I'm, Mark's known me uh, three and a half years uh, probably I, I could probably say we've, he, he's seen maybe one down day in three and a half years I don't have down days. I don't have down moments. But, you know, we, we serve a resurrected God. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited. Can you all tell? Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, transition, y'all talked about eating on the show and all that before. What might have been, like, the funniest moment y'all had on the show so far? You know, people bring stuff to wear, you know, and... And they'll put it in a bag and say, for the Mark and Mint show. And sometimes we don't know what it is. <laughs> and I remember one time we had bunny ears that somebody had sent around Easter, I guess. And you put them on. Well, they look like, I mean, they're bunny ears. But then you realize that if you squeeze the ear things, <laughs> the, they, they, they flop and they light up. <laughs> and what I think was just something to be funny ended up being just 
we might have took it a little far laughing, you know. <laughs> and I think those moments like that of just not knowing what's, you know, we've had Santa Claus masks and we've had wigs. I don't know what all we've had, you know. I don't know if there's just been one moment that's funnier than others. It's just the unknown, I think, is what I enjoy. I enjoy when when we come in and there's a bag with our name on it and it's something sealed. <laughs> and, and you know it's either something to wear or it's food, you know. And sometimes the food comes with bibs and I mean, things for us to wear and the the shirts. Yeah, they said all shirts. I need is Jesus and Nanner pudding. Yeah, we mentioned that one night when somebody had made Nanner pudding for us, and we mentioned that's all that's all we need. Well, the next week when we got there, there was shirts, <laughs> the yellow shirts that says all I need is Jesus and, and Nanner pudding. Yeah, and the uh, but the the bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe people were still watching when it was over. Mark and I were just having time and. Mark's lit up and mine didn't. <laughs> and it looked that it wasn't that mine didn't work. Mine didn't have the lights in it. Yeah. And I thought, well, I got ripped off. <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, you know, we were flopping those ears. They, you know, you could do left or right. Uh, just having a good time. And then, you know, I got the, we got the Elmer Fudd hats last yeah. week. And uh, I wore mine all week, you know, until yesterday when it was warm. Well, I should have had it on today. I didn't know it was going to get colder. I, but uh, we, uh, you know, it just, uh, we got the, the big bibs uh, the, that night, and, and we mine's still there just in case I need it later. Uh, uh, the, uh, your aunt, was it your aunt? Yeah. They got us the Santa, Santa Claus, Claus mask, like mm -hmm. the. It's like a mask you wear for COVID, but it yeah. has a beard. Hmm. Yeah, but the, when I was, that night when I was talking, the fuzz got in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was got, got pretty rough, but uh, at one point I had the bunny ears and the mask on. Yeah, and Santa Claus mask. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know I, I wore the uh, a flattened ball on my head one night. Mm -hmm. uh, they had gone flat in the gym. The moment, one of the moments I'll always remember is doing about I don't know how many minutes of the show that we had it on mute and nobody could hear us. <laughs> and we were just talking to them. We were having the best time of our life. And people, you know, that's why we leave the chat up. Kept saying, we, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. And so we and had to go back. <laughs> yeah. We had to go back and go, okay, now we got to re-talk about what we just talked about. There's no way it's going to be as good because we didn't even know what we were going to talk about. Yeah, and we, we started before we got Freedom Fiber. Yeah. And it was yeah. kind of sketchy. <laughs> So uh, I, I bet some folks saw some better moments than we did because it was like, <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're not, we're non-Pentecostals, but I think probably we're speaking in tongues a couple times. <laughs> so we're always real cautious about whether, I mean, we'll almost ask every show, can, can everybody hear us? Even though we've got it set up now, we yeah. just. That's the, one of the first questions we ask is, somebody let us know if you can hear us. <laughs> uh, we ain't got cool headphones like y'all do. We need some. Yeah. Ours yeah. actually leave a little bit of a black. Yeah, we got it. Like the kindergarten headphones. That yeah. You use, like, okay. they, these are probably from elementary school. They're probably honest, school. And they probably just brought them up here or something. Well, they, or, they probably wouldn't be deteriorating, but they had to wipe them down with those probably alcohol wipes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But that's one thing we have to do always is when, when we interview guests, I always have to lean over and make sure yeah. it's actually hitting record yeah. so it's not. One of our best moments was, though, when y'all came. I mean, that was a. Uh, uh, I, I tell you what I what I enjoyed about the the interview with y'all or the conversation, uh, which is what an interview ought to be, I think. But it's uh, just the the openness, the the ability to just sit and talk and to watch y'all enjoy each other, and to, to think. Uh, yeah, you don't understand how 
how big of a blessing that is. So much tension goes on with youth in so many places, and you know the the pride, the arrogance, the you know chest thumping, and to just to see guys that just can get along is a huge blessing in in this era we live in, especially with you know the the challenges of social media when people say things you don't really understand what's going on you know they just it's out there and then somebody's mad and then you know they form this other little group so it was just that was a huge blessing that was a lot of fun and you know shaved my head i i was very redneck uh i i heard on my uh in the way i talked that night it wasn't on purpose you know you know i can i can go back to Beaverton pretty quick if i want to you know but uh it, it just, it, I watched it and I thought, my goodness, I played that. I mean, there's no telling how many people in the guard watched that. This uh, one guy, he's not from around here, but he's moved to uh, Alabama. He said, man, you're so country. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I can turn it on. And uh, actually, I think it's truer that sometimes I can turn it off. Uh, I don't. Switch. Yeah, switch I don't think I can turn it on. I think uh -huh. it's on. I think sometimes it can I can. Just, I can turn it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But one bit we've ran with since being on your show is my. Well, I try to say the intro for y'all. Intro. So, <laughs> and I'm going said, through, and you say, "All right, ready? Three, two, <laughs> three. Right, we got down for it. <laughs> it's habit because I'm used. To, used to, I thought. I guess I thought the record button was. I like, got to my right, and I was about to hit the record button or something. <laughs> well, this is uh, Mitch Nethery from the Mark and Mitch Show, and you're listening to the Big Cast. We can use that. We can use that. Did y'all use Drake's one night? I think we used them oh, all. We used them all. Well, no, we, there's one that didn't get on there. We tried to use them all. Uh, and uh, so yeah, but uh, we st I think we started off with Jake, and that's probably as long as anybody was listening. Miss Allen said something yeah, that yeah. she heard. Yeah, I Jake, think we so. played almost all of them. Yeah, see, we can't hear. Yeah, so oh, like uh, he's playing them, and he looks at me and's going, well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can see that they're playing. Like I, I, the little blue computer I've used forever that everybody made fun of. Uh, that's what I've got in my office now since uh, I've upgraded to the iPad for the basketball games. Uh, but the uh, I, I can watch it play in there, and then on the Facebook Live, you can see the little blue mm -hmm. is yeah. moving. So I know it's going. I just can't hear it. Mm -hmm. And I did do a sound check before to see about how loud it would be. <laughs> so it worked out. It's good. I did say the milk show. I the, milk, the, the milk show. Yeah, the milk show. The Mark and Milk show. <laughs> we did have milk one night. We did have I can't milk. remember who brought the milk. Yeah, I don't remember. It was probably when Brooke brought the cookies at first. Probably. I saw. She brought little bottles of milk. Mm. Be good. Yeah, I like milk. It was good. Warm milk or cold milk? I, I don't think I've ever drank warm milk in my life. I don't think I have. I've never. No, I, I think it's a. I've, I've never seen anybody. Drink I think it's a, a farce. I don't. I, it's probably right. not a real thing. You just see it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, my dad drank warm milk because he got it from the cow, and they didn't have a refrigerator. But, uh, uh, we're, we're, I, we're not really into that. So. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I've ever had warm milk. Not on purpose. Is <laughs> that it? I think that's all we got. Mark needs to give you a tagline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah, so. You already gave one, though. Well, I did Mitch from the Mark and Mitch. I can, piece, I can piece it together and say... I'm Mitch Nethery and Mark Willison and from the Mark and Mitch show. And it's its own tagline. Huh? 
I, I can split a man's set. I can do it. Number, number 44 on his jersey, number one in your home. That's right. All right. Hey, this is Mark Bullison from the Mark and Mitch Show, and you're listening to The Big Show. He said, Hey, you want to be on a big show? <laughs> I, I didn't correct him. I should have. <laughs> All right, let me do it again. Hey, this is Mark from the Mark and Mitch Show, and you're listening to the big cast. There we go. There we go. There we go. So, and this is Governor Ivy from the state of Alabama. And you're listening to the big cast. We can use that. <laughs> we can use that. And then put her. Burp. Have you heard her burp video? No. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen okay. it? Yes. Okay. Is. I'll pull it up. Okay. It's one of our episodes. It's one of the funniest things. It, it was back like close to Thanksgiving, I think. Oh, let let me be clear. <laughs> oh, where's it? She just mid sentence and she just lets it out. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Loud. So I was, I heard that on live radio. Really? Yes. <laughs> I listened to talk radio. Uh, yeah, they had her on. Uh, that was during the COVID. Uh, all those when you know when everybody was doing news conferences, and then I heard it over and over again. Then Rick and Bubba played it. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's that's the bit that's, we use. We use Rick and Bubba's big bit. Yeah, but but the first time. So I I wanted to get her voice. Mm-hmm. Now Bill Clinton, you know Hillary. Uh, we we have a problem. And Governor, I mean, ain't far apart. That's true. Uh, and I thought I'd like to, I'd like to try that. So she's been interviewed on Talk ninety nine five, and I'm driving down the road. I take my phone and just hit record and hold it back to the speaker behind because mm-hmm. the ones up front not working. My geo. I'm holding behind the seat by the speaker, driving down the road. You know, getting her voice. And the first thing she talked about. My little dog, Missy, she walked out in front of me, and I tripped and fell and broke my collarbone. Missy's a good dog. I said, so that, how many times have I done that? That's the first thing. I can just imagine her saying that. Yeah, that's the first thing that I I got, and it was recorded on that show on my phone, and I listened to it over and over again. My little dog, Missy. (laughs) My sister remembered... uh, Memorized her campaign speech from a few years ago. Really? Yeah, when she was. We're going to go down to Montgomery and we're going to clean up that mess. That one? Uh huh. Yeah. Steady the ship. Yeah. <laughs> that one. But, guys, thank you all so much for joining us today. If you're still recording, I really appreciate our governor. She's my commander in chief <laughs> in the Alabama National Guard. No comments uh, have been made to uh, in any way to be derogatory to her. Uh, I think she did go down there and ride the ship. Thanks. Thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all so much for coming on. Oh, we'll be right back. We'll wrap things up. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Big Cast Experience. Here's your host, Grant Wakefield and Brody Gravit. We welcome you back, and that will conclude today's episode of the Big Cast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Mark and Mitch for stopping by today don't forget to tune into their show every wednesday night at seven o'clock on facebook and thank you for listening to all our episodes on spotify or youtube like and subscribe to the roar youtube page follow us on social media on instagram at the big cast on twitter at big cast hhs or email us big hhs at gmail.com all lowercase all lowercase and for the entire big cast crew i'm grant wakefield and i'm brody Graves. saying so long till next time